You ever find yourself being anxious or troubled by the events that are taking place in our culture? You're not alone. Barbara Rainey has the same feelings. I mean, there are plenty of times that I've listened to the news or read an article or listened to someone, and I've, my response has been fear. I have felt fearful in my heart. And that's not what God wants me to do. He doesn't want me to respond in fear. He wants me to respond in faith. So my responsibility is to create a balance between the messages that I'm allowing to speak to my heart. And I want to grow the messages that are going to grow my faith. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. How do we foster faith in our own hearts, and how do we help our children feel secure in times of instability? We'll talk about that today. Stay with us. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Monday edition. You grew up in the Ozarks in southeast Missouri, right? Southwest Missouri. Right. And at that time when you were growing up, was there a silver dollar city? Did it exist? No. It, there was uh, There was a cave. <laughs> I've been to the cave. There was a cave and there were two shows yeah. in Branson. <laughs> yeah. But Silver Dollar City came along years later. The Here's- Presley Brothers and uh, what was the other one? Another bald knobbers. Bald knobbers. That was it. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> Branson, Missouri, was not the hot spot that it is today. But there was no silver dollar city. You, uh, your your wife, who's joining us today, you obviously know the history of Branson a little bit. Well, huh? I just remember Dennis's mother talking about that. I think they went a few times. Did you when you were growing up? But she, I remember her talking about the bald knobbers because it's such an odd, strange, no. weird we, term. We, we you never didn't go. We well, then never. maybe she used to go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that my mother ever went. Okay, well, she knew about it. It was great, great <laughs> cultural music, but maybe a cut above where we were. <laughs> I, I remember, because I grew up in Missouri as well, and I remember vacationing in Branson as a child and going mm-hmm. to Silver Dollar City. And here's my distinct memory. There was an attraction in the middle of Silver Dollar City called Slanting Sam's Cabin. You remember Slanting Sam's Cabin? Does this no. ring a bell to you? No, uh, we took our kids there, too. It must have been a real it. high point. <laughs> <laughs> this was a cabin you'd go into where the walls all leaned one way and the the floor tilted way up. In fact, I remember in one room you'd go in and water ran uphill because <laughs> of how they had it all arranged. Oh, yeah. And I loved going to Slanton Sam's cabin and just walking through it. You you came out feeling disoriented. In fact, years later when I took Mary Ann there, we walked through it and she said, I don't want to go to Slanton Sam's cabin. I don't like this. It just gives me a headache. It makes it, There is something about the uh, the amusements like those mirrors in the old amusement parks mm-hmm, where you look mm-hmm. different that that can be fun for a day but if the world you're living in starts to feel like Slant and Sam's cabin um, all of a sudden it goes from being a fun attraction to being something that's very disorienting you know what you're describing Bob is what uh, we want to talk about um, and Barbara has a passion and I do too for equipping families to know how to live in a culture that seems to be more disorienting today than it ever has been. I mean, think about what's taking place politically, what's taking place from a society standpoint, the redefinitions that now have become the new norm, what's taking place morally in our country, and then how Christians feel, those who are followers of Christ, how they feel— 
because they're no longer welcome in many regards in our own country. We're now getting blamed for things that are being uh, brought to our country by outsiders. Yeah, we, we had a guest earlier this year who talked about, he used the metaphor, he said, we're no longer the home team. There was a day when we were growing up where to be a Christian and to live out Christian values in this culture, uh, people generally supported that and mm-hmm. thought that was a good thing. I no longer I no longer sit down on an airplane when I'm traveling to, to speak at a conference, um, and I, I no longer think about explaining what I do with quite the boldness hmm. that I used to. I mean, we're about building marriages and families, strong families that are based upon the Scripture and, and uh, marriages that are based upon God's design. Well, that view is no longer the majority view in our country today. Yeah. Barbara, how has this unsettledness that we're all experiencing, how have you felt it? I remember the first time being aware of this in during September 11, because that really shook our country to its core. People didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to think. Nothing like this had ever happened in any of our lifetimes. And then again, I remember in 2008 when there was that big economic downturn and people were losing jobs and people weren't sure what was going to happen tomorrow. And I remember being in Bible study that year and we were, I don't even remember what we were studying, but we were flipping through some verses and some different references. And there was this verse that I didn't think I'd probably ever read before. And it's Isaiah 33, 6. And it says, and he shall be the stability of your times. Mm. And that just jumped out at me because it was in the fall of 2008 when life was feeling very uncertain for almost everybody in our country. And it was just such an anchor point to me. And I remember thinking, this is it. This is the verse that I want to hang on to whenever life feels like it's being turned upside down or when we're walking through Slant and Sam's cabin, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was eight years ago. Yeah. But that verse kind of reemerged in your thinking this year. In fact, as you've been working on uh, the Ever Thine Home Collection, the work that you do, that verse came back into focus and you mm-hmm. said, this needs to be hanging in homes. Well, because I think it's not just the environment in our country, but it's the things that we face as families. So whether it's the loss of a job or your children are being bullied at school or they're just difficulties, there are hard things in life. So it doesn't matter if it's a cultural-wide instability or if it's just some instability you're experiencing in your own family or in your own town. Jesus is our security. He is our stability. And I just know that that's true for all women. It's true for all men, too, that we need to remember that no matter what's happening around us, no matter what kind of change is happening in our culture, in our city, in our town, in our lives, Jesus is the stability of our times. And Barbara and I were talking about this as we drove down to see her mom last Sunday. She lives about two hours south of here. And we were just talking about the need for families to kind of go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, where God was establishing the nation of Israel, and he did it by commanding them to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to train your children to do the same. And he said, these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your doorposts. Mm-hmm. They shall be on your gates. You need to remind yourself of where your stability really is. And if you if you go back to the Bible and just start reading through the Psalms, I've been spending some time in the Psalms recently. There are a lot of fear nots. There are a lot of passages that challenge us to make God our refuge. 
People ask me all, uh, all the time, what are you thinking about? What's happening today? And I mean, it's a different happening every day, it You're seems. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and I just said yesterday, I said, uh, well, I know who wins. Mm. I know who wins in the end. I've read the book. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells me that God, through Jesus Christ, did the battle that had to occur on behalf of our forgiveness and our eternal destiny by defeating death. And uh, he has been seated at the right hand of God the Father. And you know what? God's going to win. Now, in the meantime, will there be difficult days? Yes. Are these days where we need to be training our children to know how to think about themselves, how to think about circumstances? There's always going to be bad news. So the question is, what's your grid? How are you going to make God the stability of your days? Barbara, you have been on a boat when the waves come and all of a sudden the the floor doesn't feel mm-hmm, as stable mm-hmm. as it did. You've been in airplanes when mm-hmm. uh, things get a little turbulent. Uh, in fact, you you slept through or been in an earthquake? Uh, we didn't sleep through the earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> it woke you up, huh? Yes, it woke us up. I remember a number of years ago, Dennis and I had all six of our kids, and we were staying with friends who live in Southern California. And we were staying in a, a condo that they had borrowed, so it was fairly small. All the kids were sleeping on the floor in the living room. Like cordwood. Uh-huh. I mean. <laughs> and there were only two bedrooms, so Dennis and I had one, and our friends Ron and Mary had the other bedroom. And I remember we woke up about two in the morning, and my first impression was that a Mack truck had plowed into the building. Now, why I thought that, I don't know, because we weren't next to the freeway. But that was the the feeling that I got because the walls were shaking like something had just pounded into them. But it didn't subside. And then I realized the chandelier and the ceiling was going back and forth. And then I realized it wasn't just the one wall in our bedroom, that everything was moving. And then she woke me up, and I well, heard the fireplace <laughs> The fireplace was rattling. So okay? you, you slept through the first part of this earthquake. Until she saying. woke me up, and, and I started realizing <laughs> something's happening here, something's going on. Yeah. And I mean, it was worse than Slantin' Sam's cabin, Bob. <laughs> yeah, because we jumped up, and the other couple did too, our friends did too, and we all ran into the living room to check on our kids. And, you know, I remember the chandelier in that room was swinging back and forth. I don't know that the kids woke up, but we stood there thinking, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Because we didn't know how long it was going to last. We didn't know if this was just a, a tremor and then there was going to be a really bad earthquake. We went on uh, on the radio and listened, and there was no news. We heard some sirens, but you didn't know where the earthquake had occurred. And, and you know, that picture is, a, is an apt metaphor mm-hmm. for the kinds of emotional earthquakes, whether it's a cultural shift like we've experienced over the last several years, an economic shift like you've described, when you don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, mm-hmm. uh, there can be anxiety and fear that comes along mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, because what you trusted in is not stable anymore. So the floors that we were used to walking on and not moving were moving, and you don't quite know how to walk on floors that are moving. And so the same thing is true relationally. If there's a loss in your personal life or if just the culture that we're living in has changed so that we don't really know how we're supposed to act anymore, we don't really know what we're supposed to say, it creates this insecurity, it creates this instability because what we had once assumed was true is now no longer true. And so we have to rethink how, how do I live in this kind of a situation? How do I live in this this country that feels like it's going through an earthquake? Mm-hmm. So if if somebody today looks at 
where we're living, and they feel anxious about the future. They're concerned about bringing up mm-hmm. their kids. I've I've had people say, you know, would Belize be a, a place to mm-hmm. move to? I mean, people starting to think, yeah. where can I find something that will be a little more supportive of what I believe and what, what's important to me? How do you respond to the reality of uncertainty and the fact that you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or on election day? Mm-hmm. Well, I think for some people that may be a viable question to ask. Do we need to continue to live here? Because we've had people say the same thing to us, too. Should we move to another country? But that's not for everybody. That's not even for the majority of people. Um, I think the the only answer is to go back to what we know is true of God. And one of my favorite verses is Hebrews 13, 8, where it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he is the same today as he was back when the ground wasn't shaking. And he will be the same next year when we don't know what next year is going to bring. And so... For me personally, the solution is to listen less to all the fear speech and to all the – even weather reports are designed to scare you half to death. Mm-hmm. To listen to – tone down all the stuff that's generating fear and turn up the volume on what's not changing, which is God in my relationship with him. And it gives me the opportunity to choose to grow my roots deeper into him as opposed to assuming that everything's going to be – the way it's always been. Okay, so I, I've got to just jump in here because somebody says, it sounds to me like what you're saying is, if the news is frightening, turn off the news. Just put your head in the sand, bury it, and put your fingers in your ears and recite <laughs> scripture verses. That's not what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying because I don't think we need to be ignorant. I think we need to know what's going on and we need to pray. But I think it's the balance of who we're listening to. Am I listening more to what's happening in the culture? Am I listening more to those who are talking uh, in terms that make me afraid? I mean, there are plenty of times that I've listened to the news or read an article or listened to someone, and I've my response has been fear. I have felt fearful in my heart. And that's not what God wants me to do. He doesn't want me to respond in fear. He wants me to respond in faith. So, my responsibility is to create a balance between the messages that I'm allowing to speak to my heart. And I want to grow the messages that are going to grow my faith. And I want to increase listening to God and His Word and focusing on what I know to be true that is unchangeable, that is the rock. Jesus is often called our rock. Mm -hmm. And I want to focus on the rock and not on the shifting sand that's all around me. So I'd apply it uh, this way. If you're spending more time with you can pick your choice, Fox News or MSNBC, depending on your political persuasion. If if you spent more time listening to either of those outlets than you did listening to God's Word yesterday, then probably you're more consumed with fear than with faith, wouldn't you think? I would say so, yes. Mm-hmm. And think about what's, what's about to happen in our country. I mean, there's going to be an election. Mm-hmm. Now, there's going to be a winner, uh, a bunch of winners— and there's going to be a bunch of losers. A change is coming, and we have no idea where that change is going to That's take right. us. That's right. And there are people of all kinds of political persuasions who listen to Family Life today. And you know what? We welcome people of different beliefs. We're glad you're listening because we're just going to talk about what we see the Bible saying and applying to uh, to our lives today and how to deal with it. So the question is, how are you going to deal with loss? How are you going to deal with things not going your way? 
What are you going to say to your kids the day after the election? I think Christians today, more than ever, have to know the truth, uh, first of all, about God, secondly, about themselves, and third, about why are we here? What's our assignment in the meantime? And I want to talk more about that later on as we deal with this uh, this week. But uh, I just want to go back to the truth about who God is. And I just wrote some some of the things down that I think about. And I don't necessarily use this as a checklist, Bob. But when I'm dealing with uncertainty, when I'm dealing with things that I can't get my arms around, and I don't know what I'm going to do the day after the election, I'll just I just go back to these truths. Number one, God exists. Faith has to have an object, and the, the, the object of our faith is God because he does exist. Secondly, he has won the battle, and as a result, he's ruling. He is the sovereign king of kings and lord of lords. If he's not the sovereign king, that means man is in control. Now, I'm going to tell you, if, if something's frightening, if you start thinking about man being sovereignly in control, we're in serious trouble right. on our planet. Third, if we know Christ, if we've been forgiven by him, then that means we have eternal life. We've got a purpose, a plan. Fourth, we've been rescued from hell, redeemed. Fifth, he's given us good works for us to do. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, you are created in Christ Jesus for good works which he prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. He's got an assignment for you in the midst of this chaos. And then finally, sixth, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So my assignment is to be obedient to what God called me to do, to train my kids to do the same, and to not believe the lies of the culture and the lies of uh, of the news that want to create fear and want to cause confusion and uh, just to, to spike ratings. I'm in the process of living life, and I want to challenge Christians. In fact, this is really the purpose of these broadcasts. We want to we want to anchor you in the stability of God. But secondly, we want you to seize the day. These are days. These ought to be among the finest hours for followers of Christ to represent him as never before and to be on mission. We've talked about this earlier this fall. We talked about your home being an, uh, an embassy and that you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ. You can't do that if you've forgotten who you are. You can't do that if you've forgotten what your assignment is. We need to be on that task today as never before. When I look at the plaque that you've created that quotes Isaiah 33, 6, and he shall be the stability of your times, uh, I think of Matthew 7, the the passage that you quote mm-hmm. routinely, Dennis, about mm-hmm. what you're going to build your house on, sand or rock. Is it going to be on something that's shaky and shifty or on something that is stable And that's really Jesus telling us to go back to the foundation of what do we believe about who God is and about his love for us. I think this is really a great opportunity for us as believers 
to shine. You know, God wants us to let his light shine. And if we have built our house on the rock, and if we are sinking our roots down into him, then no matter what happens after the election, no matter what happens tomorrow or six months from now, we will remain unshaken. And that in and of itself is a witness to the watching world that there is something different about Christians. And Christians throughout the ages have been known for that. Back in Roman times when they were killing Christians, they didn't walk away from their faith just because they were being arrested and tied to the stake. They continued to hang on to what they knew was true, no matter how hard the circumstances of their life. And really, our day is... uh is we're still in a lot better shape than the first Christians oh my goodness, yes. living under Roman rule in the in the first century, right? I mean, uh, it's not costing us our lives yet. I do think of a, of a quote uh, by a um, a pastor down in Florida. I think he was in Melbourne, Florida. His name was Jamie Buckingham. He said, "The problem with Christians today." is that no one wants to kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always kind of smirk about that, yeah. but it's interesting. They so changed the world. Their message was so radical that there was an opposing force that wanted to take them out. I want to go back to what Barbara was talking about just a moment ago and just read the words of Christ. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. This would make a great verse. Just to read this out loud as a couple or as a family, Every day in the morning or every evening at the dinner table, Jesus said this, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. And give glory to your Father who is in heaven. There's our assignment. Be on mission. Don't be neutral. Don't be hiding in a corner, cowering at the giants that dwell in the land. Instead, train your kids to know how to pick up five smooth stones and go slay a giant or two today at at school or in the marketplace. And I'm not talking about violence, by the way. I'm talking about with the love of Jesus Christ. I'm thinking there may be a lot of our listeners who would love to have hanging in their home, uh, Isaiah 33, 6, he shall be the stability of your times. You could print that out on a piece of computer paper if you wanted to. Or I'd encourage listeners to go to our website and see the Isaiah 33.6 plaque, and you can order from us online if you'd like. Again, the website is familylifetoday.com. You can also call to order if you'd like, 1-800-358-6329. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. Let me also mention our team has put together a series of devotions for couples or families to go through at the dinner table or at bedtime or in the morning when you're having breakfast together. Ten devotions where you can talk about how we can rest in Christ and how we can be full of faith even in times of anxiety. These devotions are available on Family Life's app. And if you've not downloaded that yet, it's available from your app store. Just click the link that says Help and Hope when you download the app. Or you can go to familylifetoday.com to download the devotions as well. Now, today we want to say a special happy anniversary to Dave and Jane Rossiter, 
who have recently joined staff here at Family Life. The Rossiters are celebrating 29 years of marriage together. They listen to Family Life today on WCRF out of Cleveland, Ohio, and we're glad to have the Rossiters joining our team, and we just want to say happy anniversary. 29 years together, that's a pretty good accomplishment. In fact, we think all anniversaries are are pretty exciting and ought to be celebrated. At Family Life, our mission is to effectively develop godly marriages and families so that there are more anniversaries celebrated for more years. We want to see couples and families change the world one home at a time. And I want to say thank you to those of you who share that mission with us and who make it possible for the content we're creating to be distributed all around the world to uh, to millions of people who are connecting to the ministry of family life. Thank you for all you're doing to help develop godly marriages and families. If you can help with a donation today, we'd love to say thank you by sending uh, a banner that Barbara Rainey has created that talks about your home being an embassy of the kingdom of heaven. It's our thank you gift when you go online to donate at familylifetoday.com or when you call 1-800-FL-TODAY to make a donation. Or you can mail your donation to Family Life Today at Box 7111, Little Rock, Arkansas. Our zip code is 72223. Now tomorrow we want to talk more about how we can raise up children who are not full of fear but are full of faith and who are able to stand courageously for Christ in times of instability. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Hope you can be here with us. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.